Here we are. So welcome back, everyone. Um, this is episode, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you lose track. <laughs> yeah, you literally lose track. But we have a very special guest with us today. Yeah. Um, her name is Stephanie. Yeah. And unfortunately, we're a part of the same club. Um, and I'm going to let you take over and tell yeah. your story. But welcome. We have tissues. Yeah. I'm we can pause whenever. I'm going to yeah. need them. Um, yeah. So as you said, my name is Stephanie. Um, and Do you prefer Steph? Steph. Steph. Yeah, yeah Steph. Yeah, Steph. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Stephanie just sounds so weird. <laughs> it's like I'm getting in trouble yeah, or something. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm here to tell my story. And obviously we've connected because I um, lost my daughter Alessia to stillbirth mm. um, last year in September. Um, on the 15th of September, to be precise. Um, so, yeah, here I'm we so are. Sorry. Thank you. Just, yeah, it just sucks. It sucks that, you know, um, essentially, what do they say? One in 60 pregnancies end in stillbirth. And I didn't know that. Did you not know that? No, all I know is six a day in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they I say didn't know the one in 60. One in 60. And it's, um, you really, you never think, you will be that, that one, one yeah. in the one in 60. Yeah. But it's so crazy of, you know, like how how common yeah. it can be and yeah. like how once you've been through it, you meet other people that have yeah. gone through similar situations and hence why, you know, we've connected over this and yeah. our little angels of, you They're know, probably being cheeky in heaven yeah, together. Yeah, brought us together. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, I don't know where do I start? I reckon start before Alessia, the journey to the journey. to have her. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So okay. I'll start. We got married in November 2019. Beautiful before COVID. Yeah. So just before COVID. Um. So that was all good. And then just after our wedding, we like our plan was to go on a honeymoon to Europe. Okay. So we booked Europe. Is this um, for 2020? Yeah, oh. for 2020. <laughs> yeah, so we we're all excited. Um, and anyway, we were sort of holding off trying for a baby because yeah. um, obviously I wanted to go overseas. I wanted to. I actually reckon a lot of people that get married, they want that first year to just be husband and wife. Yeah. And then, yeah. I get that. Yeah. I understand I think that. ours was like we wanted to – our holiday was going to be family and stuff, but it was going to be a bit of partying, you know, Mykonos yeah. and all of that. <laughs> so I was like, no, nah, like I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it properly. So anyway, um, and then COVID hits in 2020. Um, and it was about like March when I think like everything shut down. Yeah, March. And that's when we were like, okay does not look like we're going overseas. Mm. Um, so you know what? Like let's just try and just see what happens. Um, so, you know, the start, it was all, you know, fun and games. <laughs> You're just like chill when COVID, during lockdown, you know, if it happens, it happens sort of thing. Yeah. Um, fast forward about 10 months later. Okay. So it wasn't happening. And, you know, every month you get your period and you're like, seriously, yeah. like, really? And, yeah. you know, every, like 
you know, it might be late like one day and I'd be doing pregnancy tests and you just, you're always seeing those negative tests. I feel like once in your mind you've decided you want to try. Yeah. It's, it consumes you. Like it's all you think of. It's all you think about. And you just think about, you know, all the things you're doing right, you're doing wrong. Maybe you're doing this wrong or whatever it might be. Anyway, um, we, the borders ended up opening up, but only within Australia. So we went to Cairns and that was in January, 2021. Anyway. We would have been in Queensland at the same time. Really, We were on our mini moon um, at that time. Oh, well, there you go. So when the borders opened, uh, like interstate, we went to. Yeah. So we went to Cairns and we're like, you know what? Like, let's just go away get our mind off it. We didn't really get to go on a honeymoon. So it's almost like this is our honeymoon, you yeah. know? Um, so we went there and anyway, towards the end of the trip, I, you know, noticed boobs getting a bit sore and all these like little pregnancy symptoms, but I thought, no, nah, I'm just getting my period, you know? Cause they're very similar. Yes, exactly. Anyway. So, um, I said to my husband, well, we're on this boat um and we're eating like fresh seafood like fresh prawns and oysters and I said to my husband I'm like I just don't think I should be eating this I just I don't know why I just have a feeling Mm. and so anyway we went and bought a pregnancy test and then yeah we found out we were pregnant um and anyway like we were all excited because you know we'd been trying for you know quite a while anyway came home told our immediate family um, was, you know, obviously all excited, get to the seven week or the heartbeat ultrasound and we get in and they're like, you know, have you drank your water and all that yeah. to do your ultrasound? And anyway, he was doing it and he's like, I just don't think you've had enough water today. He's like, go to the toilet and then come back and we'll do an internal. internal. Oh. And at that point I was like, oh, I don't know. Something doesn't seem right here. Yeah. Anyway, had you ever previously done an internal? Um, no, 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 no. How At daunting point, are they? Though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a guy doing it as well. The and same experience happened yeah. to me. Sorry, but they're not nice. They're not nice at all. Well, now I'm a pro at it, but I'll, <laughs> I'll get more into that a bit later. Um, yeah. So anyway, then I knew at that point when I was in the toilet, I was like. I don't know, something doesn't seem right. Yeah. Anyway, he goes in with the internal, finds the baby and he's like, I'm so sorry, there's no heartbeat. Oh. And I was like, oh, God. And I just like broke down. As Yeah. Anyway. Was, was like, your husband with you? Yeah. Okay. He was, thank God. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so it was basically what they call a missed miscarriage. So it's where you don't show any symptoms of a miscarriage. So I didn't bleed. I didn't anything really. I had nausea symptoms and but that could be just pregnancy yeah, symptoms. Yeah, well, I was nauseous and yeah. then in like now looking back at it, yeah. the couple of days probably before that ultrasound, my nauseousness maybe slowed down a little bit, so that oh. could have been a little sign that I just didn't pay attention to. Yeah. Um but other than that, I didn't know. So um, the baby had essentially grown to seven and a half weeks and then probably just stopped a few days before that ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Um, and we honestly, we never really got any answers. Um, I went in for a DNC, which mm-hmm. is basically 
operation where they put you to sleep and basically take um, the baby out of you. Um, and was that procedure? Do you do you go into like hospital for that? Yeah, procedure? yeah, okay. yeah. So I had to meet with a. I had to get a referral to obstetrician because at that point I didn't have one. I was just through my GP. Yeah. Um, and then met with the obstetrician. He pretty much got me in the next day to do the DNC. Um, and yeah, you they basically put you to sleep under anesthesia and yeah, they do it all. Okay. Um, when so, you wake up, are you in a lot of pain? Yeah. Yep. So you when you so when you wake up, um, yeah, bleeding in pain. Um, so bleeding as if like you're getting your period, like you have okay. your period basically. Okay. Um, and after that, I I actually got get quite nauseous um, from the anaesthetic. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, the way home wasn't wasn't too good. I was like making my husband stop so I can Aww. vomit on the side of the road. Um, yeah, so anyway, so went in for the DNC and I kind of regret looking back at it because I didn't ask them to do any tests on the actual baby. Okay. Um, I just thought. Did they offer it? Well, no, they didn't, which mm. was quite strange because sometimes they offer it yeah. and you obviously have a choice whether you want to test it to see if like the Something baby was, the yeah, yeah. was maybe chromosomal or whatever it might be. Um, so essentially looking back at it, I'll really never know why I yeah. lost that baby. Anyway, so fast forward then a couple months and we're like, okay, like let's try again. Um, and at that point I was like, okay, I'm going to start acupuncture. They say acupuncture helps. So anyway, I was doing acupuncture and was like um, doing all that stuff where you, you know, you check your ovulation and yeah. all of that. Um, and I'm going to say probably about six months after that, mm. we were trying still and nothing was happening. Um, and by that point, my husband, you know, went and got his... Yeah, sperm tested yeah. and all of that. So that was it. Was all good. We didn't know what was going on. Um, anyway, and I have a friend who and this is in COVID twenty twenty one. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah well, it was kind of what, in, and in and out of COVID, okay. weren't we? We well, in and out of lockdowns. Um, so I had a friend who was going through IVF, um, and at this stage, she was actually currently pregnant. And she's like, you know what, Steph, just make an appointment. Go to a fertility doctor. Um, yeah. they'll do all the, the tests on you and then just take it see from there. What, yeah. Just see what they say. So at that point I was like, okay. So I actually went to her fertility doctor that she was going to because I was like, okay, well, she got you pregnant. Okay, you know, I'll go to her. Yeah, let's try. Let's try. So anyway, um, make an appointment um, and, you know, they make you get all this paperwork that you have to get like a doctor's referral or whatnot. Um, send it all off to them and essentially you wait for your first initial appointment. Was it a long wait to meet her? Um, honestly, every fertility doctor is different. We okay. were able to get in with this particular doctor um, within a couple of months. A couple of months is still a while. Yeah, well, yeah. when you're trying it is because yeah. every period is like a, Another a, a missed, you know, opportunity sort yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, so we waited a couple months. We went in to see her. 
um, she got me in to do a laparoscopy. I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Um, so that's and it's kind of that plus a DNC. So they essentially go in. So I had to go in for an operation at the hospital. Um, and she, it's like keyhole surgery. Oh, wow. So they go in and check for like endometriosis, check if your tubes are blocked, all of that. But it's, yeah, and they just pretty much. keyhole. It's not, they yeah, have to cut you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and obviously it's vaginal as well. So they'll yeah, go yeah. in through there. Um, and basically just like a spring clean, I'm going to call it. Okay. So they pretty much clean you out. Anyway, came out of the operation. They're like, oh, you got a bit of um, endo, but it's it's nothing severe. Okay. You should be okay now. Anyway, we went on to do, um, we're going to start off with doing, what's it called? IUI. Okay. So it's kind of like a step that you can do before you get to IVF. Um, essentially, it's where... They'll time your cycle. Yep. Um, they'll get your partner's sperm. sperm. Yep. And when you're ready to ovulate or they know you're ovulating, they basically inject the sperm into your uterus. So it's like they're ready to go. Oh, wow. But what was happening with me is when they were doing the cycles, my body kept producing more than one mature egg which meant that there was potential for twins or triplets. Wow. So <laughs> Could they, you imagine? I know, right? So they wouldn't proceed because Why? it can be a danger apparently, oh, like okay. a dangerous pregnancy. So anyway, we went through this two times and then it got to the point where we're like, well, these are, this is another two months of like How did you feel cycles basically. Like when they said it could be twins or triplets, if it was twins, like how would you have felt? Would um, you have been like... Yeah, I would have been fine. Yeah, like okay. it's a blessing, you know. Yeah, yeah. But okay. they were sort of like no... They want to make sure it's not a high-risk yeah, pregnancy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so, that's so interesting. Yeah, isn't it? Um, so then basically at that point we're like, all right, well, you know what? Let's just go straight into IVF. Like yeah. I'm done with this. Um, we went into IVF, um, did my first like egg collection. So is that you go to sleep again? Yeah. So basically with IVF, they um, obviously we take injections to stimulate our ovaries. So you have to inject yourself at home? Yes, which I hated needles, but now I'm so used to them. But yeah. So did your husband do it? Did you do it? At the start, he did one or two for me until I got a bit more confident and I started to do them myself. And because when you're taking those injections, they're so timed. Everything oh, has really? to be at a specific time. So it's too hard to rely on him. Yeah. Like to well, be you, there yeah, for like that you, specific time if he's yeah. at work or whatnot. Gym, whatever, exactly. life events. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So I was like. But then that also makes you very structured with your time. Exactly right. So, um, yeah. So anyway, essentially you take these injections to stimulate your ovaries to make more than one mature egg basically. They want to make lots and lots of eggs. Um, and then they take them out. Yes. Yeah, so then you do what's called an egg collection, which is essentially okay. an operation where they put you to sleep. Yeah. Um, and collect all your eggs. Now, and keyhole or no? No, not keyhole for this. It's just okay. all through the vagina, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, man, this is already like what three surgeries so far? 
Like three putting, getting to sleep? Oh, two at this point. No, including the miscarriage. Oh, well, three. yeah. Wow. Yeah, three. Okay. Oh, my God. I didn't even. Yeah, you're That's right. That's a lot. Yeah. For your body before yeah. anything. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so we go through all of that. Um, and basically we made like two embryos. I think that first time, um, we did what's called like a fresh transfer, okay. which is basically, so you do the egg collection and then they'll mix the egg and the sperm together to make an embryo. So that's where I made two embryos okay. and they're babies. Essentially. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Essentially. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, Five days later, yep. they'll transfer one back into you. Okay, because they have to make sure that it survives, right? Yes, that okay. it has to survive the five days to yep. be an embryo. Okay. Um, so after the five days, I had two basically. So we sent one off to be tested. Okay. And genetically tested. And the other one they put inside of me. Um, that, and then you have what's called like a two-week wait. Um, so basically you're pregnant until proven otherwise is what they say. Oh my God. That's intense, <laughs> yeah. man. So, um, anyway, so, but the weight, that two week weight. Oh, it is. Oh, it's, I, I can't even put into words messed up. how messed up it is. And you're just so anxious the whole time. You're just, you feel like you can't do anything. Like I won't lift that because it might affect, you but know, that the implantation sense. and all yeah. of that. Um, so anyway, we essentially got pregnant that first time, but it ended in a, what's called a chemical pregnancy. So basically it means that the embryo did implant, but for whatever reason, possibly stopped implanting or stopped progressing. Oh, wow. Um, so then when they do your pregnancy blood test to see if you are pregnant, there was a HCG there, but it was quite low. Oh. Um, so then basically I had to wait for my period to come. And at that point, my other embryo was still being genetically tested and okay. we're getting close to Christmas at this point. So this was like December, 2021. Okay. Um, so we're like, you know what, let's just do another whole IVF cycle. Oh my gosh. You guys so are like... did that whole thing again, all the injections, the ad collection and all of that. Can I just say this to a marriage, like... It either makes you or breaks you. And 100%. I'm so glad you and your husband like just stuck together stuck and together. just kept trying. Honestly, like through everything we've yeah. been through, obviously I'll get more into our journey soon. Um, but he's just been my rock. Yeah. Honestly. like We're really lucky to have good yeah, husbands. Yeah, we really are yeah. because you're right, like the whole fertility journey, mm. IVF journey and, you know, and even, you know, obviously – even with everything we've both been through, like it can be really testing on a marriage. Oh, 100%. Um, and for you guys to be like after that happened to be like, okay, let's do a whole nother round. Yeah. Like and you're it's, incredible. It's not just like mentally and physically draining. It can also become a financial burden. Like oh, 100%. Because IVF expensive, cycles right? are not cheap. And you're, we just did two IVF cycles back to back month, month after, like yeah. one month after the other. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically went in, did another collection. We only made one embryo this time. Okay. I wasn't eligible for doing a fresh transfer because something to do with my levels. So anyway, then the clinic closes. So they're tracking everything on you. Yeah. Okay. 
oh, you have that many internal ultrasounds with the oh, the the, the wand wand I call it. <laughs> um, yeah, so when you're going through the IVF thing, you have so many blood tests and all those internal ultrasounds because they've got to monitor everything basically. Um, so we had this, we collected 15 eggs this time and you'll see where the number 15 becomes quite relevant. Yeah. So we collected, well, they collected from me 15 eggs and of that 15, only one egg um, fertilized, which wow. means the sperm technically only fertilize one egg, which is like really bad. Basically, like okay. usually about half fertilized. We only got one. Wow. So the chances of that one making it all the way to day five were like literally probably like one in a hundred. Like okay, very slim. Very chance. slim, okay. basically. And somehow it made it. This, this one little embryo made it. And I was is like, Is this Alicia? Yes. Oh, and then they asked me if I wanted to test it. And I was like, No, like it's. It's one out of 15. I do not want to test this one. I just want to transfer it. So anyway, we had to wait over the Christmas break and all that. And then in the new year, um, I don't know why, but we ended up having to wait until February. So I did a cycle like where they track your yeah. ovulation and whatnot. And we transferred this one out of 15 little, little embryo. Mm. Um, and basically we, yeah, we got pregnant. Um, I just got and, goosebumps. Yeah. Um, and this pregnancy obviously turned out to be my daughter, Alessia. Um, and, yeah, so the journey with her pregnancy. Um, honestly, like besides obviously getting pregnant through IVF um, and then during that first trimester, um, you're on a lot of medication because you got pregnant through IVF. So they put you on like blood thinners and all these steroids to oh, like wow. suppress your immune system from fighting off the embryo and all this other stuff. So basically we got to the heartbeat scan and they're like, oh my God, everything's perfect. And How did you feel going in there? I was, pardon my French, but fucking shit scared. <laughs> like yeah. literally like, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's fine. <laughs> I was shit scared because of the experience yeah, we had, really had. Yeah. with um, my previous miscarriage. But when they said, like, hearing that heartbeat, like, it's like music to your ears. Yeah. Like, there's no better sounds in the world. Um, I agree. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they're like, everything's perfect and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, and so... Essentially, that first trimester, besides having, you know, a lot of nauseousness, other than that, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, did the nip test. That was all good. And then we waited a little bit to find out the gender because then we did, you know, a little mini gender reveal Cute. at home. It was nothing, you know, But it means top. something. But now yeah. looking back. You're so grateful All you did of it. those little things are just so like I hold on to them so tightly because they're little Same. memories that – you know, we made with, yeah. with our little angels, you know. Yeah. Um, and I say to Ange, like, thank God we celebrated him so much. Yeah. Because they're the only things that we can hold on to. 100%. And I feel like you and your husband yeah. really understand this. Yeah. Whereas, like, you guys celebrated Alessia. Yeah. 
And like all those little memories. 100%. That's her life. Like even like all the videos that I have of like us celebrating because we did the whole um, pop the balloon. Cute. And, yeah. you know, all the confetti comes out and yeah. whatever. Like I just rewatch those videos and just see like the happiness and excitement. You're you know, a different person in, in our, those videos. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't. Sometimes I, I don't even recognise that person I was before. No, I, I can understand. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so basically it was up, up until like that point it was pretty straightforward. And then, you know, even the second trimester everything was great. Um, did my 20-week scan. They're like everything's perfect. Um, I love the like the 12 week and 20 week scan. Yeah, you see everything, don't yeah. you? And like the way that they're lying, like you can actually yeah. see them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so crazy. Yeah. It's like, and you see them move and you just, because they take a long time, you see a lot of them on the screen. So you, yeah. it's almost like you can see their little like personalities kind of thing showing. I agree. I agree. And I mean, like with, you know, like with, like what we've been through, it's stuff like that that you really hold on to and you just try and like embed it in your mind, yeah. that something you don't want to forget. Um, so, yeah, so basically everything was good even when I did the um, the glu- glucose yeah, yeah. test at like 28 weeks. I remember. How did um, you feel having the glucose test? Because I was fine. Oh my god! I actually liked the drink. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Okay, so going in, I heard like all these horror story stories that the glucose test was the worst thing ever. Yeah. When I had, I was like, "What are people talking about?" No, it was fine. If anything, it was just the the waiting around. The waiting that was a drainer. But I, looking back at it, it's like something that I love so much because. When you would have the drink, it's so sugary. And I don't know if you felt this as yeah. well, like Leon moving around and kicking like crazy. Nuts. Yeah, yeah like going nuts. Yeah. And I just remember sitting there and feeling Alessia move like like you wouldn't believe. Was your placenta at the back or the front? I think it was at the back so okay. I could feel her Everything? really well yeah. because she yeah. was at the front. Yeah, same as um, um, Leon. Yeah. Um, and then um, from there um, I was – well, I was planning my – my baby shower actually um and that was going to be in September which essentially is a week before it was meant to be a week after I oh, actually wow. lost Alessia and you work in the ind- well, you work in the events industry yeah so I I wasn't all about baby showers if I'm being honest yeah no that's okay but I feel like everyone has their thing yeah Yeah. but I was just like you know what I'm gonna do one and it was more because I am an event stylist so I was like I need to make my baby shower epic like I need to do it so that was the reason why I was like all right I'll I'll organize one so anyway um we get to the 31 week mark which um is where things sort of take a turn and at 31 weeks you're you're heavy yeah yeah like you're big yeah yeah so on the 11th of September so that was a Sunday um it was my birthday oh so we it was just such like looking back at it it was such a crazy day like I had my friend's little daughter she had slept at my house the night before so then in the morning like I had to bring her back 
Um, I was trying to organize because we had people coming over that night for my birthday. I was trying to organize, you know, like your cheese platters and your cakes yeah, yeah, and yeah. whatnot. Um, but then my husband was also taking me out to lunch. Cute. So that day we went out to lunch and we had such a beautiful time, came home and then we had family and whatnot come over. Um, but I was, you know, getting ready for all of that. So I felt like this whole day I feel like I was not concentrating on movements okay, or kicking or any of that. Can I say one thing? I spoke to my nurse friend about this yeah. and she's a nurse. So I was like, she'll, she'll know. Yeah. And she goes, honestly, I go days where I kind of like, I'm not tracking, like I'm not thinking about yeah. it. And thank God, like her pregnancy was good and everything. Yeah. How much stress is it on the mum to track the baby's movements? A hundred percent. Every single day. A hundred percent. And so I just want like, yeah, cause I think about this. I know. And I get, um, do you get upset with yourself? Yeah. yeah. I'm really guilty. Yeah. Um, like, but like, I, I feel want... bad because I feel like maybe if I had noticed that her movements had um, become less and less, that maybe there could have been something that yeah. I could have done to prevent. Like, I think all mums yeah. feel that. Um, but I just want you to know we can't, like, we physically can't be like, because then we'll go crazy, yeah. time every kick. Yeah. Um, and then, so basically that night, obviously I had people over for my birthday. Um, and then my mother-in-law said something to me. She goes, oh, like, have you been feeling her move much? And um, I don't know when she said that to me, I was like, oh my God, you know what? Now that you said it, I've only, I haven't really felt her that much today. Like maybe here and there, but then I was like thinking, nah, Steph, like you're being stupid. Like you've been so busy. There's no way you would have felt it because you've been moving around so much. Anyway, that just stuck in my head. So I went to bed that night and I couldn't sleep. Did you tell your husband? Uh, at this point, no. Okay. I couldn't sleep. It was like three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. I was laying there. I was like, come on, move. Like I was shaking her, shaking her. I'm like, come on. Just move Do for something. mum, like yeah. move. Yeah. Like I just need to feel you. And I was like, I couldn't feel nothing. And then I was like, oh, my God, you're just being stupid, Steph. She's probably just asleep or mm. whatever it is. You just you talk yourself out of it because you 100%. don't want to believe that something bad is actually happening. And also I feel like the bigger they get, it becomes rolls rather than kicks. Yeah. So the movements change. I felt 100%. like that. I don't know if yeah, that's yeah, the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yep. Same. So then in my, like, I get it because sometimes you're like, was that a movement? Yeah. Or sometimes, it, yeah, you're right. It could just be them like shifting their shifting, shoulders yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, I, I, I couldn't sleep properly that night. Um, and then in the morning, um, hubby had, oh, he had an RDO. So it was a Monday. Love RDO. I love an RDO. Um, and our plan was that day we were actually going to put the cot together that I'd just been gotten delivered and we're going to put some little things together for the nursery that had literally just been delivered and we hadn't put together yet. Um, so anyway, he had gone to actually to his dad's factory. I don't know. He had to do something for mm, his dad. Yeah. And during this time I had one of those little Doppler things. Did you get one? Yeah, I got okay. one. All right. Um, my midwife yelled at me when I said I wanted to get one. Yeah. Th uh, looking back, I, I will 
Yeah. You, midwives are so against him because. Okay. Um, so did you all say that to you? Or your doctor? Later. Oh, later. Yeah, later. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so Sorry. anyway, I went to put that on and I literally couldn't get anything. And at that point I was like, oh my God. no, this is bad. This is really bad. I was like freaking the yeah. F out. Like I was I was beside myself. I was at home. I was alone. By yourself. I called my obstetrician's office and they're like, I'm going to call the um, fetal monitoring yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Um, Come in straight away, but I'm sure it's nothing. I'm sure if you just have like some cold, sugary drink, like everything will be okay. So, side note, you know they're not allowed to tell us that. Really? Yeah, because apparently there's no fact, like medically, if you have something cold or something sugary, they're not allowed to tell you that. Yeah. Well, there you go. But she she still said like come in. Yeah, come in. But yeah. in the meantime, try try doing that. Maybe it'll be all good. And I did and it was, there was nothing. This is not good. Um, I was trying to call my husband. His bloody phone was off. So I was literally waiting in my car in the driveway ready for him to like come into my driveway. And at that point I was bawling my eyes out crying, went to his car and I'm like, you need to get in the car right now. You need to drive. I can't drive. Um, We need to go to the hospital. And that whole way to the hospital was just like dead silent in the car. Anyway, um, we go up to the hospital. They bring us to fetal medicine or fe- fetal, monitoring. fetal monitoring. That's yeah. it. Um, and they put the little Doppler on and one nurse is like, oh, look, I'm sure she's just there. I'm sure it's nothing. And she's looking around, looking around. She can only pick up my heartbeat. Mm. And then she's like, oh, I'm, I might just get the other nurse. And then me and my husband are looking at each other like, we know we where know. this is going. Yeah. Um, they get the other nurse and the other nurse is looking and you could see the look on their faces. Yeah, mortified. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh. But at this point, my obstetrician, my, my private obstetrician, she was actually overseas. Oh, wow. So there was like a step-in obstetrician. Yep. So Like someone from her team. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, someone else from the hospital. Oh, okay. Basically yeah. was like, yeah, her little step-in obstetrician. So basically they had to call this other obstetrician that I had never, never met, met before. Oh, they brought us up to her rooms um, and basically we're like walking in like oh, I, I – I can remember, but I can't remember yeah. walking in. Um, like she didn't even know our names. Um, laying on the bed, she puts the ultrasound on. And I just see Alessia show up on the screen and she's like, I'm so sorry. Like, like she's gone. Like she, there's no heartbeat. Um, and at this point I was literally like friggin' half naked with, you know, I don't know, all the our ultrasound cream on me and we were wearing like those, uh, what do you call it, COVID masks, things, whatever. Mm. And I just broke down on the on the ground. I was like in hysterics, like, like this can't be happening, like this cannot be happening, you know. It's like the worst sentence in the world. It's like there's no other words that you ever want to hear. Um, and then like... 
I've never seen my husband cry. Like I think I've seen him cry like maybe once or twice in a whole relationship. And I just saw him break down and like it oh, just fucking killed me. Like we were just both like we just couldn't believe what was happening. And we were shouting out like how is this happening to us? Like why? Why are we being punished for, you know? I remember the howling. Yeah. Did um, she leave you in the room? Did she leave you alone? Um, Later on, we got left in a room yeah. on our own. But at this point, like this obstetrician, she was like, she was like God sent. Like she mm-hmm. was so beautiful. She just like let us have our moment. And then she sat us down and she's like, look, I'm going to explain to you the next steps, but I do not expect you to remember any of what I'm saying. So then <laughs> she hits the same. The same, yeah. Um, and she basically was sort of saying, you know, like she explained the steps and she's like, I'm going to give you a pill. Um, to soften your cervix? Yeah. Okay. Um, but because I was like they ended up making me not take the pill that day. They're like take it the next day because – I was like hyperventilating. I was dry reaching because I was just like. Your body went to a complete shock. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, well, we're not going to give you the pill now because you'll probably vomit it back up. Like because I was just in hysterics sort of thing. Um, So Kind of smart on their behalf. Yeah. So basically they explained the steps and like straight away I was just like, I want to meet her. I need to see her. You know, like I didn't even. I didn't know what the steps were or or what had to be done. Like all I knew was that in that moment I was like, I need to see my daughter, you know. Um, And then, yeah, so she explained what the steps were and that I had to take this pill to basically bring on the labour and that they were going to book me in to go in and deliver her on the Thursday, which – was the 15th of September, which going back to what I said before about 15 the 15 eggs, yeah, 15 again. So quick side note. Yeah. Was she in the proper position to push? Um, like was were their plan was for you to deliver naturally? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the plan was to deliver her naturally. Um, but also when I went in for that ultrasound, so this step-in obstetrician, she's what they call a maternal fetal medicine doctor. Wow. So she's got a like a bit of a different qualification than just the standard um, obstetrician. obstetrician. She looks after high-risk pregnancies. So she what has, are the chances? Yeah. So she has a little bit more knowledge of like when she looks on the ultrasound, like what to look for. And when she did look at Alessia and she told us that there was no heartbeat, she's like, um, she looks quite small. Okay. Um, she's like measuring her. She's actually only measuring at like 28, 29 weeks, which is essentially was like two weeks behind what I actually was. Um, and then obviously later on I'll find out the reason why. Um, but, yeah, so she had picked up on that. So basically delivering – her it was yeah she was in the position and they're like there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to deliver her naturally um so I just obviously 
before this happens to you or someone you know, you just, I don't know why, automatically my mind went, you have to cut me open. Mm. Like you have to. You have to do a C-section. Yeah. I don't know why in my head when it happened, I didn't think that you could deliver naturally yeah. when your baby had passed. Yeah, it's so crazy. I think and like obviously I get why they would prefer you to go naturally yeah. because it's not like um, I'm really there's grateful a risk I did. technically yeah. to the baby because the yeah. baby's passed already. So they want to do the safest Thing for, the, for mother. the mother, yeah, and that is but that's like giving birth I naturally. Yeah, I never knew that too, and that's yeah. why when I found out that she had passed, I was like, I need to see her now. Like, yeah. I want to see her. Yeah, that was my first Same. instinct, yeah. I guess. That's mum's. Yeah. yeah. Um. And anyway, so if I'm being completely honest, I don't remember much between yeah. finding out that she had passed, which was the twelfth of September to then going into the hospital on the 15th of September. All I remember is during that period of time, it's when the Queen died. So so there was all this stuff on the TV about the bloody Queen dying and I just kept having to turn the TV off. I'm like, I don't want to know about the Queen. Like I'm going through Oh, my God, so another public holiday. So you would have – because when the Queen died, we got a public holiday. Yeah. And I was like – why you know what? A, I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, I know you wouldn't. Yeah, but we got a public holiday, and you're probably right. Me and Penelope both was on pub. Like it happened around public yeah. holiday. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah, it's really blurred. Did you tell your family? Well, can I be honest? Yeah. Like I don't know how Who or how how you went about it, mm. but it's almost like I was scared to to pick up the phone and to tell them because I didn't want to hurt them. Why are we like this? I don't know. But my husband, like we were both the same. We are just like crying in hysterics and I was like, you call. And he's like, no, you call. And I'm like, I can't. Like we just. We like, feel guilty. We feel guilty that we don't want to hurt them. But meanwhile, like. You're the ones that. Are- we're the ones that are going through like the most traumatic time of our lives. Like we just lost our daughter. Um. So anyway, once going back to like what actually happened at the hospital, once we had seen the obstetrician, they sort of put us in a room in the maternity ward. But we weren't, they put us away Far from away. Good. any yeah. other mothers or whatnot. Um, and we had some midwives like looking after us and they took probably like 10 vials of blood from me. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if they did that to no. you. They took all this blood from me because they're like, we're going to do all this testing so we can try and understand what's happened. Because No, this that, point, didn't happen, that, that didn't happen to me or Penelope. No idea. Um, and I think this all came down to the obstetrician I had because she was a high-risk one. Correct. So yeah. she's like one of those people um, – what do you call it? Cross the T's, dot the I's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, and then we had to call, well, we're in this room, call our family um, and then uh, we were in no state to drive home whatsoever. So um, Simon, my husband, his parents um, came to pick us up um, and 
yeah, I, I, I'll be honest, I don't remember a lot of it, but yeah. I just know that they came to pick us up um, and then basically we were just told, take this tablet, all of that, come back on Thursday. Um, then how did your family react to that? Um, were we, they worried about you? Like as in the baby had passed away, still inside you, but then you have to go home and wait? Yeah. Yeah. yeah My all, family were losing it. Yeah. Like I got home and like bless both our families because they are just so supportive. Um, my in-laws are like, you're not going home. Like, and plus our house was under renovation sort of at the time because oh we were like renovating to get ready yeah, for Alessia yeah, yeah. to be here. Um, anyway, so my in-laws are like, just like, we'll get somebody to go to your house, get some clothes, whatnot. Like you're going to stay here because we don't want you alone. Oh, that's so So then sweet. that night, like my mum and dad, my brother, like Simon, like all our immediate all, family yeah, yeah. plus my best friend and her husband all came over to oh. my in-laws house and just stayed around. And like there were a few points in time that I remember like laughing at something. Yeah. And then I went to the room and bawled my eyes out crying because I was like, why, the, why am I laughing? Like I'm not the, allowed to. I'm, I felt so yeah. guilty. Yeah. Um, so that was one little bit that I remember. And I don't know if you were like, I'm sure you do like in those moments where you find out. And so, you know, your baby's passed, but they're inside of you. Um, and you can still feel them moving, but like when you touch your stomach, it was like super hard, really hard. But I thought, so the night when we went to sleep, yeah. After we came home from the hospital, yeah, I was looking at my stomach because every night when I would lie in bed, I would see his kicks. Yeah. And I remember looking at my stomach and I thought I saw a kick. Yeah. And yeah, your so mind plays so many tricks, tricks on, you. on you. And they say, you know, like phantom kicks. Yeah. Um, that You know, I still feel them now. Do you? Yeah, it's yeah. really messed up. I felt them in the very early stages. Yeah. Um, but. Also, like technically they are still inside of you and they're surrounded by fluid. So they do tend to rock around yeah. and stuff. So that was happening and it, yeah, it plays tricks on you. Mm. Um, and the hardness is The disgusting. hardness is, yeah, that was really hard to deal with. Um, but, yeah, and then basically went into the hospital on the 15th of September to have her um all the doctors and nurses like all like all the midwives they were just so beautiful um we I'm went glad you had a good experience yeah, yeah I did too really good yeah. experience um and then basically like I'll skip through all the labor and all that but yeah basically was it just you and your husband for the labor yeah okay so when we went in there we're just like initially we actually sort of said we didn't even want anyone to meet her we just wanted that time just on our own. Yeah. We said the same. Yeah. And then you realise you want to share her yeah. with and the people you love. Yeah. And when she was born, um, you know, at that stage we got, you know, baby an hour or two with her and then we're like, you know, we, we want our family to yeah. meet her. But as well we knew how 
overwhelming it could be. Um, So we sort of said, you know, no pressure, but we just want you to know that you are all welcome to come to the hospital. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, and, um, yeah, so basically they, you know, got to meet her. Um, But, yeah, look, during the labour, that was all – like, I mean, it was it's pretty weird. straightforward. Yeah. I had the epidural because I couldn't deal. Okay, can I just say, yeah. I love the gas yeah. and I love the epidural. <laughs> yeah. So and I was I was like, <laughs> I'm not putting myself through, through pain. extra pain. Yeah. Like my mental pain that I'm going through is enough right now. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, had the epidural and then. Did it hurt you, the um, injection, like the epidural? Not, not really, but I remember. Okay. Like after having the epidural, I got like the shivers, and that is a side effect. Side effect they don't tell you. Yeah, yeah, I but did it. Was but like I know some people that have uncontrollable shivers. Where was your teeth going? Yeah, 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 everything. So they had to give me like warm blankets, um, heat packs, all yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, and then basically, I actually had a nap. Like it was. Yeah, it was good. Um, and then the pain started to intensify. Yeah, same. Um, they gave me more and then just as that happened, then my waters broke. So your waters broke naturally? Yeah, oh, that's cool. Did. Okay. Um, and then she was born at 3.15 p.m. But by Cheeky. hospital time, it's actually 15.15. Yeah. So Cheeky. Again, it's like 15. the number 15. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much like the birth experience um and then yeah we got to stay in the hospital with her um we decided to I don't know it's I have mixed feelings about it we only ended up staying in the hospital for about 24 hours with her Mm-hmm. So we had the cuddle cot and stuff to keep her cool. Yeah. Um, and she was with us. We stayed overnight, so the Thursday night, um, and then ended up going home on the Friday night, like evening, um, because I was all good. Like we could go home. Thank, but like, thank God. They sort of said, you know, stay as long as you want. Yeah, um, they said the same to us. Yeah. Um, but it was getting hard. Seeing oh. her change, her, yeah. her color change. Um, so did she stay in like your room yeah, the whole she time? Was with me the entire time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have I have big regrets. Um, I delivered him at one eleven, cheeky monkey. Yeah. Um, and we had him until like maybe nine p.m. Yeah. And I saw the changes. Um, and I had a chance to see him again the next day. Yeah. But we already agreed that, like, we want his body to rest. Yeah. But I have so many regrets of not seeing him longer, not holding him longer. But my husband always says, you're always going to regret not giving them enough time or you're, not holding them enough. Yeah. Like me. I was yeah. with Alessia for essentially 24 hours yeah. or just just over and still for me, I regret that that wasn't enough. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like I feel like we're never, but as mums, it's yeah, never enough it's time. It's never enough time. So even if we were there for like three, four days even, you're yeah. still going to have that regret. 100%. Um, and I think that's just a normal thing of yeah. 
you know, when you go through, um, go through something like this. So, Mm. um, yeah, so we got that time with her, but just seeing those changes is. And they're quick, the changes. Yeah. So she was changing colour. And and apparently they change colour because they lost oxygen. Yeah. So I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, And was her skin a bit brittle? Uh, Yeah. 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 Um, and also, um, she, like her nose was like starting to bleed a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Baba. Same. And, yeah. Same as Leon. Um, like it was so like looking back at it, like me and my husband were just like so careful when we were transferring her from like mm. holding her from one person to another and we we're all like with the tissues, like wipe, like, like she was alive. alive. Yeah. And the way. Because it just looks like they're sleeping. Yeah. And the way we were talking to her and getting that attachment to her, it's like she was alive. Yeah. And that's when my husband's like, Steph, like, like this is not, not that it's not healthy, but it's gonna make we're it acting harder. like she's here, like she's alive. The longer we stay here, the harder it's going to get. We're going to keep seeing more, more and more changes that are going to be really hard for us. And we don't want to remember her like that. Our husbands would get along. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that. Um, and going back to the blood test thing oh, that yeah. I told you that we got when yeah, we found yeah. out. So basically we found out that I have high levels of what's called antiphospholipid syndrome. Sorry? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I know I know the word now, but I had no idea when they told me. Um, so basically my body make, has like these antibodies that just produce more of the, I don't know what it's called, more of the antibody that basically makes your blood thicker to like make clots basically. Okay. So, what, so you're prone to blood clots? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Essentially. Yeah. And when you're pregnant, because your hormones and everything is like heightened. Yeah. Um. You. Yeah. Obviously, you are more prone to blood clots, and the antiphospholipid syndrome, um, gets higher. So basically, now this is a thing that I've probably had for my whole life, and just I never knew, never knew, because I had never had a blood clot before. Um. Never anything. I never even knew I had a problem. Wow. Um, and, and she found this out from the blood test. Yes. But apparently um, if I had had two or more miscarriages, I would have been tested. But because I had only ever had one miscarriage, I was never tested for this antiphospholipid syndrome. So anyway. That makes me really the, frustrated. I know. So the obstetrician's like. Look, your levels are meant to be like, they're meant to be like 20. Mine were like 1,200, like crazy. So could you have potentially died through this? I mean, I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I know. Like, it's your really, health as well. It is. Um, so she, the obstetrician's like, look, I, I can't say for sure, but I'm like 99% sure this is the reason why Alessia wow. passed. So, um, yeah, so that was sort of like an answer that we got. Um, and I'm sure you would know, like you had the choice whether you wanted to do an autopsy or not. At yeah. the start, I was like, I don't want anyone touching her. Yeah. But then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? 
let's just do it because I want to know for next time. Yeah, if I've got regrets. Yeah. It, it, but you don't know. You never know what's yeah. the right or wrong thing to do. Yeah. Um, and they're like, we promise we'll be so gentle with her, like all of that. So anyway, we decided to go ahead with the autopsy um, and essentially like we ended up getting the results like months later, but the autopsy results came back for the placenta and they're like there was multiple clots in the placenta, oh. which basically indicates the antiphospholipid syndrome. So that's what they think it was because yeah. there were clots of blood and that coincides with having high levels of the antiphospholipid. Um, and basically the autopsy for her came back perfect. Um, but they just said she was a little bit small for her gestation, but that comes down to as well, because my placenta would have slowly been dying off okay, because of the blood clots. Yeah. So essentially it may have been a slow process of losing her. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I will never yeah, know. Yeah. Um, that it was maybe slowly cutting off nutrition yeah. to the babe, to Alessia. Yeah. So that's probably why she was a bit smaller. Um, yeah, I mean, we will never know yeah. the, the full, like how it sort of happened. Um, but in some way, like, I'm glad that we got some sort of answer. Because oh, 100%. I know how common it is that people don't find out the reason. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was that. And then, yeah, here we are. We're just still on our grief journey and now just trying for Alessia's little, little sibling. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're back on, well, I guess now that we have an answer, we, we know how to adjust things for a future pregnancy so would that be like being on aspirin or like dinners yeah so right now i'm actually on aspirin as like an everyday thing okay for Uh, your own health for my own health yeah um but in a pregnancy i would have to be on aspirin as well as blood thinning injections oh okay now i was on blood thinning thinners when i was pregnant with alessia but only until the first trimester So what the doctors said is they're like, we're so surprised with how high your levels were that she made it to as far as she made it to. And they're like, we think it was because you were on those blood thinning injections. And because she's a fighter, one in 15. One in 15. She was a fighter from the start. Yeah, she was. And the name Alessia actually means defending warrior. Does it? Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, my God, I got goosebumps. Yeah, how crazy is that? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, But I just skipped over the whole funeral and all of that stuff. But, yeah, that was. Yeah, that's a lot. That was a lot. That was like, and because we did the autopsy, actually, um, we had to wait like two weeks. And you're right, there was the public holiday. Now that I think about it, Mm. you're right. Because I remember that. it just took so long. Yeah. And then we – so we decided to cremate her. Yeah. Um, obviously we had the option and I I don't know. I just thought I want her with me at all times yeah. and that was just our decision. Yeah. Um, so we then had to, you know, wait to get the date to yeah. go to the crematorium or whatever. 
and that whole two week oh and it was actually it was 15 days oh my god yeah so it was 15 days from when she was born to her funeral date um and and these are dates you don't pick like no I did not pick that yeah Yeah. so the funeral home does everything yeah um it's like Leon's row it's like M equals 13 and he's plot 11 and he was born 111, 111. which is at the hospital's 24-hour time, 13, 13 11. 11. <laughs> oh. So I I say this all the time. I'm like our angels, they're so special and they always remind like us that I'm here. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, so that's basically that, that two weeks or 15 days to the funeral. Um, just feel like a blur honestly I I couldn't even tell you what I did what I didn't do apart from going through everything emotionally how were you recovery after birth because your body went through a lot yeah yeah um I'm gonna say pretty good on the like um physically like physical I I was okay yeah um and were you like did it impact like it kind of gives you strength like I could do this again. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, um, as like I always say this, like, as silent as that delivery room was, it was honestly the most special and like empowering thing I've ever done in my entire life. I say the same. Yeah. Um. So it's like weird because it's. You're so happy to meet your child, but you're just so sad that they can't stay. Yeah. So. And like seeing what they look like. And seeing what they look like. What did they take from you? Yeah. What did they take from your husband? And yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. And um, yeah. It's just Hopefully it's we'll one. have some earth babies. I know. Um, Together. Yeah. I hope so. And At least our heaven babies. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, now we're just on that so know, that journey back on the IVF journey, which um, is proving to be a lot more difficult than it was the first time to get pregnant with Alessia. Yeah. So that's why looking back, she really was our little miracle mm. because since her, we've done like four other transfers and like two, two or three other egg collections. And wow. yeah, it's just been a crazy journey. So I'm hoping that soon. Um, we can have her little Earthside sibling, and I guess now we sort of know what to do in the next pregnancy. Um, but in saying that, I mean, I'm sure you are probably the same mm-hmm. because of all that trauma we, we we've gone through. I'm almost really scared to be pregnant again. I'm shit scared. Yeah, but also, I feel like this is Leon's home. Yeah. I feel that and so I don't deeply. Know, I don't know if I'll feel bad if there's another baby in there and I'll feel bad if I know it's a boy yeah. because I'll want it to be Leon. So, um, yeah, I, I said that. I said to Ange, um, God willing, if we get pregnant, I don't think I, I don't think I want to know the gender. Yeah. Um, because I don't want to have those thoughts. But then yeah. at the same but time, it's like same time. I'm not giving that baby the same experience that Leon got and yeah. I'm not going to build those really special memories that 
I hold so, so like yeah. close to my heart. Yeah. So it's it's such a weird thing to think about or experience. Yeah, yeah I feel that. Um, and Christmas is just not helping. Yeah, this could be your first Christmas. Yeah. I didn't expect it to hit as um, hard as it is. It does. I'll yeah. tell you. I went through like obviously I'm. We're very close to – our babies have very close birthdays. Birthdays. Yeah. So obviously I was in your position last Christmas. Um, and you know what? Just be gentle on yourself. Yeah. And I can't give go to the shopping centres. Give yourself the grace that you need because yeah. it's not easy. Even social media, you know, yeah. seeing people post um, their kids with Santa Claus and yeah. all yeah. of that, it's hard because you just, you know. Yeah. You wish that that was yeah. your little baby yeah. celebrating his first Christmas, and I feel that so deeply, and I can I can just understand exactly what you're going through, and um, you know, it's it's my sister actually bought him his um Christmas Day outfit, yeah, and I was thinking about it the other day, and like how cute it would have looked in it. Yeah, it's just I don't know why. When you lose someone you love around the holidays, it's just mag- – it's so much more it's, harder. You're right. It's, it's magnified. You're it's right. Magnified, it is. Yeah. Um, all those feelings just hit so deep. Yeah. Um, and you know what? If you don't feel like celebrating, yeah, just uh, people will understand. Yeah. And if they don't understand, then – I don't know why. Like I feel like – in front of people, I have to feel – I have to act as if I'm okay. Yeah. Because I don't want them to feel bad or yeah. – And I put up a front and yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm all right, whatever. But deep down, like, Angie's the only one that sees. Yeah. Like, I don't even want my mum to see it because I don't want her to feel – You don't want them to feel – I'm a mum now. Bad or feel – or worry about yeah. you. And – like, I don't know if you feel like this as well, but I feel like sometimes people might feel like they're walking on eggshells around yeah, me yeah. with, you know, maybe what to say or or how I'm feeling. And I just feel like I'm that I'm that drainer that like <laughs> that's always sad all the time. And like people probably deep down know know that, but know we're putting on a happy front. And yeah, so sometimes like I want to talk about my journey and about Alessia, but I feel like, oh, okay, you're probably just draining them still with like yeah. your grief and stuff. So I think that's why sometimes we, we hold it in a little yeah. bit. And then also sometimes I don't want to talk about him and then I feel guilty. I'm yeah. like just for a moment I'll just not forget, but I just I don't want to be the the mum that lost her baby. Yeah. And then there's moments where I'm like, no, but that's me. Yeah, that is you. Um, yeah. And I don't like – I find it really hard with my mum and my mother-in-law because now I can understand the, a mother's love. Mm-hmm. I can really, really comprehend what it's like to be a mum. And then I feel really guilty that if I yeah. don't show up, like don't show that I'm okay – going to kill them even more yeah like so it's just and some someone asked me um I don't know what to say to you like I don't know how to ask if you're okay yeah and I said the fact that you said I don't know how to ask you 
is better than you saying, don't worry, try again next time. Yeah, 100%. Like, oh, my God. If you just tell yes. me I don't know how to talk to you but I'm here for you, that is a thousand and one times better than you saying something that you think I want to hear. Yeah, because people, I think it's just like um, they do it human, such good human instinct yeah. to try and put a positive spin on everything. Yeah. So it's okay, you know, Yeah. just be positive or yeah. that's okay, you'll be okay or, you know, I could count like numerous yeah. things that people have said to me that I just try to let it go in one ear and out, out the, the other. other. Yeah. Um, because you know deep down in their heart they're thinking like they're honestly not meaning in a malicious yeah. way. Yeah. They're saying it to try and give you some strength and hope. Yeah. And I like we appreciate it but sometimes it's better to hear someone saying, I don't know what to say yeah, to you. I have no words. And I love you and if you need me, I'm here. Yeah. That's 100%. It. And that – can really just honestly go a long way. Like if you don't know what to say to somebody who's been through something similar, even if it, it be a miscarriage or yeah, um, whatever. Or just grief in general. Just grief in general. Yeah. If you don't know what to say to the person, just be completely honest and just say, I honestly do not know what to say to you, but please just know mm. I'm here. Um, if you want to cry, if you want to yeah. talk or if you just want to – like sit in silence and, and eat. sometimes <laughs> that can mean so much more to yeah. us than or or sometimes when people just ignore it in general and just don't even ask how you're going or, i i had a thought about this and i yeah. told Ange and i was like some people do just ignore it yeah like they don't they don't say like they don't recognize leon yeah um and he said those people might struggle with grief in their own life. Yeah. And they don't know how to handle grief yeah. in general. And I love his perspective because I feel like he brings me a bit more. Yeah. Like he calms me down a bit. Yeah. And then I, I'm like, okay, I get that. Like I understand if someone has gone through grief or if someone has never experienced it, they might deal with it differently. 100%. Yeah. yeah. 100%. So it's just one of those things yeah. where. Yeah. You just don't know what's right and wrong and you, you just have to ride the wave. 100%. And yeah. um, people are going to say, you know, stupid things, but yeah. just you can't, we can't let it you know, no. get to us. Yeah. And just know it always comes from a good place. Yeah. 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 I think that's a wrap. Yeah. I think that's a wrap. Um, I feel like I might have. That might have said 111. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh <laughs> Hi, um, Leon. Hi, Leon. Hi. We know you're here. <laughs> little angels are here with us and they'll always be with us. So. Yeah. Um, if anyone needs any styling for events, <laughs> just a quick plug. Quick plug, Melbourne event styling. <laughs> um, Steph's incredible. I've seen one of her events before any of this happened. Yeah, which is quite funny that we had cross, cross paths before yeah. – Obviously, meeting each other through yeah. our yeah. unfortunate, shitty circumstances. Um, but yeah. But it was like an epic, <laughs> epic set out. So <laughs> if you need you. anything for um, events in Melbourne, please, please, please reach out to Steph. Oh, you're the best. I'll, I'll add it in the yeah. description. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. All well, right. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. Thanks Thank for having me. No, thanks for sharing. No problem. All right. All right. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye.